Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. What's up? What's up? My name is Maddie. I am Scout. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. That we are. Isn't that exciting? It's so exciting. Are you happy that you're my sister? I sure am. Are you happy you're the younger sister? Hundred percent. I got fucking gypped. Yeah. The young I don't I don't care what uh argument you have, being the younger is by far superior. Let me tell you a story. It was New Year's Eve. I was twenty. I feel like we've told this story. And no, we haven't. And I was going to a club with a fake ID to celebrate New Year's in LA. And I get a call from my father as I'm pre-gaming with my girls. I'm getting dressed. I'm having a good time. And he is screaming at me. Why? Why is my dad screaming at me? Because Maddie threw a party at my mother's house in Coronado and the cops were detaining her. Now. What is detaining Like me? holding you hostage. Yes, that, now, is, that is true. They were going to take now, me to jail. I freaked out because. I was getting in trouble for this situation. Did I have any knowledge that this party was happening? No, I did not. And then the next You're day. You're such a storyteller. Oh, I know. And so dad goes and picks you up. You're blacked out and puking. And he picks you up and he takes you home. And the next day you wake up and you don't really remember much. And he just looks at you and he goes, how you doing? And I'm like, you, you bitch who threw the party didn't even get yelled at. But me, who had no relation to the party, no idea the party was happening, somehow on my New Year's Eve, I got roasted by our parents. Well, I'm really glad we're starting off this podcast making me look like a complete asshole. I mean, Um, we've all been there in high school where like the cops may or may not show up. You know what I mean? So, yes, um, this is all true events that occurred (laughs) um and then I remember I do remember the next day waking up and being like oh my god I'm gonna go to dad and he's gonna yell at me and like quote unquote ground me even though that we've never been grounded in our lives shit I walk out and I'm like am I in trouble fuck you and he was like no oh my (laughs) god and he was like I think the cops like scared you enough and that was like punishment enough. Oh, okay. Well, so I got the wrath, which for is doing very nothing. true because after that, I did not throw any more parties. Even though I was telling you for a very long time not to do such things. Yes, you did not listen to me. Uh, no. Um. But yeah, that was uh, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Oh, and, to be uh, sixteen years old again, and uh, to live. You live and you learn, and you almost get go to jail on New Year's Eve, and then the next day is January first, which is a holiday, so you would have been in jail for two nights, but you get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, a cop's not gonna fucking take you in. You're sixteen I know. years they old, were, and they were so rude. Oh, they were, sure, they, they were had like, nothing else to do in yeah, Colorado. They were like, "Where's your bathroom, ma'am?" And I was like. <laughs> This is a fucking one bedroom apartment. It's a two bedroom, one bathroom. Yeah, like you can find the fucking bathroom. I was, it was a mess. And um, yeah, what? Wow, memory lane. Memory Thanks. lane. Thanks, yeah. Scout. No, I'm always here to remind you of these moments Thank in your life you. that really infected me personally. I've um, grown as an individual. Okay, um, good. I really, you I know. cannot wait 
until your child. Oh, I know. It's funny because a lot of people say that when you have like really strict parents, then you become like a lax parent. And then if you have, and then it's vice versa. If you really lax parents and you become, you end up being a very strict. strict. And that's the thing. It's like, I really feel like I'm going to be a lax parent because I'm going to be a lax parent. Because I loved how our our parents were. Yeah. How how we were uh, raised. But... Uh, you never know until it happens and then you might surprise yourself. I know, but as long as they're hanging out with good people and they're not getting behind the wheel, you right. know, no, as no, long no, as I'll always in a be... safe area and they're not doing really shady shit where someone can get hurt or killed. I don't care. I was actually talking to Adam. I'm actually planning to fuck with my kid the first time they come home drunk. I want to like do something super schemy and make them like recite the or like I don't know like tell them I need help with a calculus problem and just see how long it takes. Oh right, them. Scout, because you're just doing calculus in your spare time as a parent. Yeah, I am, and so I just want to fuck with them. Like maybe have Scout, a Mickey have Mouse ever- costume on when they come home. Like I don't know. Like I just want to mess with them so hard. Scout, have you even taken calculus? No, I didn't even get past like tenth grade algebra. Yeah, I was in college did taking tenth grade algebra. Did you do geometry? Did you do trigonometry? No. Did so you know nothing? You don't know anything about calculus. You know zero. No, I know like basic algebra. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There's like not really much math going on in that head of yours. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. Literally, I went to junior college, like my fourth college. I went to because like I'm great and. Because I'm great. I tested into the, literally, I was 23 years old. I tested into the 10th grade algebra level of math. <laughs> oh, it was I so am good. so, I fear for you. I mean, come on. When do I need trigonometry? No, no, I mean, none of us do. Like, it's it's really ridiculous that we spent so much of our time. I was learning about the human condition in British literature, okay? <laughs> I was feeding my soul. I roll. I was feeding my soul. I roll. Okay. Um. Okay, great. Now that we've uh, discussed the, the uh, you know, level of our academics, <laughs> let's move on. Um. Tonight, where are we headed to, Scout? We are going to... A party by Facile because they are launching a beauty line. What's it called? It, so it's called The Skin. The Skin. It's the, no, The Skin, not The Skim. No, I said The Skin. Oh, Skin. Yeah. S-K-I-N. S-K-I-N. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it is an editorial community that they are building around beauty and wellness and um, just feeling, you know, empowered and, you know, asking every and any question about beauty and they will answer it and we're so excited because I think we're going to see some past OKSIS guests. So yeah, lots of past Stay tuned on the Insta. We this, also interviewed Danielle, the founder of Facile. Yes, if you guys yes, are yes. like, what's going on? She's right, a past OKSIS guest. Right. We didn't just like get this invite. It's not like how we roll. Not, like, cool. Yeah. Um, like LA da- doesn't know like all about us yet, but just like some people do. I know. Danielle does. Oh, and she's, you know, <laughs> she's part of the tribe. So Yeah, she's part of the tribe. That'll, that helps. So a I'm wearing bit. a slip red dress that yeah. my one of my friends lent me and so you should definitely go to my instagram at scout sobel and check out a pic of me there because i'm sure i'll take lots of pics totally we're gonna be at the san vicente bungalows which um, we don't know if we're allowed to take pictures inside because yeah. apparently it's a no photo zone it's probably the bougiest place in all of la and so i'm really curious to see how they do a brand launch at said place because they they are known to give you stickers to put over your phone's camera. Yeah. So you do not take photos. It's interesting. So we'll see. We'll let you know. We'll keep you updated. Keep you said. So housekeeping things. Um, one, we have a newsletter. 
So you should have received that sliding into your email inbox. If you're not subscribed, you can go to okcispodcast.com and put in your little email right there and you'll get one every Monday morning. It's like the best way to start your week. Yeah, I think. I'm going to agree. Um, number two is we have an Instagram. You should go follow it at okcispodcast. Um, it's the same on TikTok and the same on Twitter and it's the same on all of the platforms. Okay, just go on Instagram. Keep and... Going. Third, we have a secret Facebook group called OK Sisters. It Which is, is poppin'. So many new people are joining lately. It's so fun in there. People are asking for advice, for skincare regimens. Also, I um, I am, oh, if anyone, there was a girl that DM'd me this week, and I've said that this is a great business idea. So she DM'd me, my personal, at Maddie Mayo, and she said, I have all these products, and I have no idea what order to put them in, and I have no idea which I can't mix with others. Yeah, because I always ask you that too. Right, so she sent me everything she has, and so I told her the exact regimen of what to do, and then every other day what to not mix, and da-da-da. And I was like, this is – I've always thought that this is such a great – business idea fuck someone's gonna take it now anyways essentially you input all of your products on a website and then it and it scours the internet for all the ingredients and makes sure you know it's for your skin even so that they can say like do not use this essentially and then it creates the regimen for you there would have to be a major liability waiver it would be i mean it would be like machine no be like a machine learning like don't do the vitamin C when, or don't do retinol during the day. Like, yeah, it's just like, like some, basic shit. No, I know. But like, you never know what's on the internet. But no, I hear you. It's a good idea. Right. Because so every anyways, time I buy something, I so never know So I'm open for business. I mean, please don't. It took me a long time, but it was fun for me. So uh, this is my side hustle. Oh my I God. Guess she's like, like, I'm open for business, I'm but not too much business. Not so too like, much business. don't totally talk to me all the but time. But I, I am willing to help because I understand the... The, the strife that Aww. comes. Um, what other uh, Rate, subscribe, review. Woo! And the biggest kind of like, oh, no. Uh, sorry. N- number whatever number it is. We have merch collab, merch with, collab with Girl, Girl Gang the label. Gang, Girl Gang the label. So cozy. Scout is like head to toe in it right now. Literally She's cozy. To, I, I haven't taken it off. It's a gray sweatsuit and it says support your sisters, which I mean, we can all get behind that message. And you can go to girlganglabel.com and use code OKSIS20 at checkout for 20% off. Yeah. Scout it's got, only around for like two more weeks, I think. Yeah. So Scout got small in the top and the bottom. I got medium in the top and small in the bottom just because I like my tops a little... Um, Oversized. oversized so it's also, true it's, to size though it's like very cute it's stitched on to the top yeah. it's amazing it's not printed on the yeah. top it's i thought i thought it was gonna be printed on the top and sometimes like no offense like it does look a little cheaper when it's printed and so the stitching is like so it nice. looks so legit it is so cute i'm flying next week it. i'm gonna wear this to the airport oh you have to yeah um okay and then the last update is we are trying we don't know if we're failing we don't know if we're succeeding we don't know if we're even in the ballpark we are launching a vlog okay so it's not gonna be like every week guys because mads and i aren't together every week we're gonna just film whenever we're together and post on mondays monday nights usually Mm -hmm. i think i don't know it'll be posted sometime today we'll see how good i'm at this shit yeah um we're we're amateur youtube stars we're trying to learn from emma chamberlain and lauren elizabeth and it's gonna we're gonna get there but we should send it to lauren before we yeah just to be like um we need a veteran's eyeballs yes yes there's lots of good stuff like us drinking us making pb and j's with like paleo bread um us setting up for the podcast what we how we prep for the podcast it's very silly the difference between my botox forehead and your non-botox forehead that's a really good that's a good one that's a good one and then we're gonna take it hopefully tonight to the facile party and see if we can 
Yeah, let's see if Sam Sa- Day Bungalows lets us let's vlog. vlog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we'll vlog walking in and then get kicked out, probably. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, if you're still listening to this very long <laughs> intro, we wanted to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Ritual. Our favorite. Our, our literal favorite. Um, you guys know we're super about wellness, health, mental health, physical health, all that good stuff. And even on a daily basis, as women, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. And you guys know, I was literally about to sign up for Ritual when they reached out to us to partner with us. So I was so excited because this is so up our alley and all that good stuff. Do you want to talk about how you take your Ritual mats? So we actually did a whole episode about our routines and rituals. And both of us mentioned where we sneak in our Ritual pills during our whole routines. Mine is in the morning. Um, I take it right when I wake up with my big glass of water and it's it's amazing because not only is it just two it's two pills but not only is it just that it's all of the pills that you need condensed into those two and it doesn't have any like fishy aftertaste I remember like a couple years ago I would take like 15 pills but essentially they're all in the ritual um, all the ones that I need and it has a minty aftertaste so when you take it it feels like you brush your teeth like it feels yeah. amazing and the bottle is cute and clear and the vitamins are cute and yellow and clear with these little like beads in them they're super cute I take mine after I have my smoothie every single morning I have a little pink pill case for my crazy meds and it's in there <laughs> and so I take my ritual when I take the rest of my meds and I love it it's such a nice little thing because you know you're doing something good for yourself mm-hmm. you know you're gonna feel better and all that good you're stuff like I got my nutrients into dust oh well there you go um so anyways uh from d3 to omega-3 rituals essential for women helps fill gaps in women's diets for obsessive label readers which is very important in today's age all of rituals vegan friendly sugar-free non-gmo gluten-free and allergen-free ingredients so we can essentially you know really stand behind them and it's fucking cheap guys like it's literally a dollar a day for all of your vitamins which if you were to buy every single vitamin separately I mean it'd probably be like upwards of $300 a month and we have a code for you oh we have a code for you better it's probably less than one dollar a day for your first it is better health doesn't happen overnight and right now ritual is offering the sisterhood 10% off during your first three months fill in the gaps in your diet with essential for women a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body visit ritual.com slash okcis to start your ritual today that's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash okcis and of course the link is in the show notes now moving on to our glorious guest oh my god she gave me the chills consistently she, she walked in here glammed boobs up. out boobies out titties up for the base mm-hmm. we are talking about the one the only billy lee yeah, we she, should put like a uh, a cheers track right there. Okay, well, I'm not that great of an editor, Sorry. so like, can you not give me more work to do? I already Sorry. have to edit this fucking vlog this weekend. Sorry. Like, let's calm down. Um. Oh my gosh, Billy Lee. So it's really, it was a very opportune time for her to come in because I have I have been binge watching Vanderpump Rules for the past couple weeks, and I just got to the season that she enters in, and uh, she hasn't been as prominent in the season. Maybe she comes. I, I I'm ignorant. I don't know what happens with her storyline, but um, I was so excited to see her on the TV and then see her in real life. And um, she is just a delight, yes. a true delight. And honestly, this this conversation is really illuminating. Um, 
Well, she, for those that don't know, yeah. Billy Lee is a trans woman. Yes. And so we, she was gracious enough to foster a really open conversation yeah. where Mads and I felt comfortable to ask questions, no matter if it sounded stupid or ignorant or silly or prejudiced. Like we were just there to really understand her experience and to also support other trans people through their experience. And she was super open with all that. I know Billy from um, the Scouts agency. I've booked her on the client's podcast. So we went out to coffee and her energy is just so, she's so inspiring. She's so rad. And you know, she seems very focused on self-love and mm-hmm. self-worth mm-hmm. and what that is, what that personal definition is to her. And I think going through what she went through and this transition, she really had to be so comfortable with herself. And you can kind of see all the different phases of her mm-hmm. life where she had to come to terms with that. So this is this is like I think one of one of the best conversations we yeah, had and a lot of a lot of also tangible steps for people to take in order to be an advocate for the trans community or the LGBTQ community and what we can do like policy wise and in our everyday life to help trans people have a more comfortable uh, life in society. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy and get a lot out of this one, sisters. Love you. Love you. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before. And we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast. Because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. 
It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like but tur after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, okaysis one five. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Billy Lee is a transgender woman, activist, and blogger currently living in Los Angeles. Born and raised in Indiana, Billy graduated from a broadcasting academy in Illinois, where she secured her degree in radio, TV, and film. Knowing that she was ready for bigger things, Billy moved to California, where she began her journey as a stylist, working with many both in and outside of the entertainment industry. After finding success as a stylist, Billy wanted to move on and create a place where people could find peace in their daily lives among the hectic city. She soon opened an organic cafe, which she owned and operated for two years before she sold it, in order to move forward with her dream. Billy has since focused on motivating and inspiring others as a lifestyle blogger and TV host. After Tinder introduced their new transgender feature, Feature, Billy has been a spokesperson and model for their movement. You may also recognize Billy from her features in BuzzFeed videos. Billy starred on the hit reality TV show Vanderpump Rules for two seasons. Also, Billy sits on the boards of Equality California, Flux, and recently GLSEN, which I don't know how to pronounce. Watch out for Billy Lee because her future is limitless and she's currently working on many new exciting media projects. Without further ado, Billy Lee. Hi. Oh Hello. God, welcome. Hello. I'm all glammed up. I'm okay. <laughs> Mads and I are in literal sweats. Literal sweatpants. <laughs> your boobs look amazing. Your makeup looks amazing. Thank you. And the dogs are out of control. Just stop <laughs> petting her. The more you pet her, the more she'll, she'll yeah, okay. just stop. She just can't. Okay. I feel like Billy Lee can't. Her. Yeah, she like can't I know, stop. I know. Oh so backstory, I met Billy because I booked you on my client's podcast and then we had lunch at Alfred's. Was yes, it Alfred's? Yes. That was so fun. Yeah. And then we had this amazing idea to get her on this podcast because I feel like course. we have so much to talk about. Yeah. So let's get into current fixations because I want to okay. get into all of Billy Leaf. Yes. Okay. So my current fixation, if my dog is going to go on the floor right now. My current fixation is marula oil. I use the Drunk Elephant one, but the Ordinary one is really good if you're looking for something a little cheaper. And I wanted to read the benefits because this is, I mean, I do a lot of skincare, but for some reason I was like, what's the deal with marula oil and why does it feel so good on my skin? I use it after my moisturizer. Because I love oil. I was like, I'm Me obsessed too. with oil. Me too, right? Um, so marula oil is high in antioxidants, essential fatty acids, and amino acids. Um, so it's really good for like acne prone skin, really dry skin, and I have really dry skin. So I've been putting it on after my moisturizer every single night. Wow. We love that for you. Thanks. So Drunk Elephant is like a little bit of a splurge and then The Ordinary is much more affordable. I wonder why Drunk Elephant is so much more expensive. Do you branding, think it's just a higher quality? Branding, my love. Okay. It's like, yeah. a, it must be a different quality though. You're right. I'll look into it. You know? Yeah. Because sometimes you get like, I recently, 
I was just Valentine's Day and I was buying flowers for myself. As a tra- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was a Trader Joe's and they have this new rose oil for the Ooh. face. It's like five bucks. I'm used to using Kiehl's and I still do, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. Just even having it on my coffee table so I can just put it on all the yeah. time. But yeah, it was really nice, but I noticed it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. And you know, like sometimes you get oils and it says rose oil and then you look on the back and it's like, um, soy oil, soybean oil, like a majority of it is a different kind of oil. And then there's a little bit of rose oil, right? but it's enough percentage where they can actually name it rose oil. Oh, look at the labels. Yeah. yeah. You have to look at, at the ingredients, ingredients really That's on everything. Crazy. Even funny. as a vegan, there's so many times where I'll eat something. I'm like, there's no way there's dairy in this. And then I'll look it up later when I get home. Cause I didn't have the packaging. Sure. And sure enough, there's dairy. Wow. How long have you been a vegan? Um, nine years. Wow. I think. Um, That's awesome. Off and on. I mean, I, I, I like to say that I'm a plant baby, meaning I really do try to be plant-based all the time, but sometimes, you know, I have my moments where like, there's only cheese pizza left and I'll like try to pick some of the cheese off, but I have some. Yeah. Or, yeah. Don't you be know, so strict. Yeah. Or like so reject, uh, exactly. restrictive. Yeah. I mean, there's times where I'm at restaurants and literally there's nothing. And so I'll have maybe a little sour cream mm-hmm. or something, but I haven't had meat in nine years. Wow. I don't do egg. I don't do really any dairy. Um, and yeah, I feel great. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, literally, I feel like all my problems would go if I was just like more plant based. Yeah, it's so true. It makes a huge difference. I had, I mean, I've met people who were like, I've tried plant based for three or four months and I was sick all the time. And I'm like, what? It's the opposite for me. Yeah. I never have the flu. I'm never, I was sick recently and it was the first time in like six years. Wow. So it really helps your immunity. It totally does. And even my skin, everyone's always like, your skin looks great. I have like partied and smoked plenty of cigarettes (laughs) in my life. Like, but I, I mean, of course, Botox and stuff too, but I really do think like, cause I've met people who've been vegan their whole life. My assistant, you know, she's never had meat in her life. I think you told me that. Yeah. 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 So amazing. But, um, I've met this woman who did my facials. She was like, I think going on 50 flawless. She's been vegan. She said most of her life. And I'm just like, this is everything. That's the cure. That's the cure. I don't know if I can do it, but it. it's also so good for the environment. Oh, okay. What? There's so many benefits. There's so many benefits. Yeah. There are. I know, I know. Okay, so my current fixation, which is very apt for this uh, podcast today, I actually have been binge watching Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so little backstory, Scout and I never like grew up watching Bravo. Like we were just never Bravo babies. We're huge Bachelor Nation people. So mm-hmm. I think I just never like crossed over. And it's very strange because it feels very on brand for me. So I listened to this podcast that recaps Vanderpump Rules and I got so much FOMO. So I was like, I am going to watch it. Like what is, what's up with this show? Like there must be something to it. People say it's the best reality TV It's And it's like show. the best Bravo. Everyone's yeah. like, that's, if you're going to do one Bravo, do Vanderpump Pump Rules. Rules. Yeah. And I mean, it's ridiculous. Like it's borderline preposterous <laughs> the way these people interact with one another. And I mean, you were on the show, so you yes. can attest to, yes. <laughs> to the cast of characters. But I, I think something that I really love about it is I live in West Hollywood. I have for a long time now. So to see the city through the through the cast's eyes and mm-hmm. the places that they go and like there's like the different the different lifestyle that they lead it's it's really exciting to be on that journey with them but I mean it's you know it's such an effortless and like uncomplicated watch it's just I highly 
highly recommend it. It's yeah. just a fun time. Do you ever like when you do see them, you're like, oh, I've been there. Like, I oh, know yes, that spot. of yeah. course, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I'll be like, oh, my God, you went to that spot. You know, and I'll like judge a little bit. But no, but it's so it's so funny because I never I've actually never even been to Sir. I've never been to Tom Tom or never anything. Been to I know I like want to I obviously want to go now and just like. Do you know James Kennedy has um, got his See You Next Tuesday back? Oh, really? He just announced it on Instagram and he texted me and was like... At Sir? Yeah. And he's oh, like, wow. he's going to be there tonight. And he's like, please <gasps> come by after your premiere. So I'm going to... I haven't been there since I quit. So really? I'm wow. going to stop by tonight. Yeah. Oh, no way. Just to support him because yeah. I was there whenever he got fired and I was really on his side. Right. And, um... You know, it was see you next Tuesday. It was really important. Also, brought in a lot of business for everyone. Totally. So I'm gonna I stop by and just no idea what you're so talking about. So he he he's a DJ, James oh, Kennedy. Okay. So he like launched a night where it's like see you next Tuesday. You know what okay. it spells out. Cunt. Don't do, yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, you said you could cuss. Yeah, you can say it. I literally wouldn't have gotten that. I was doing an S. You were like C U N T. You're so funny. Um and uh, but he convinced Lisa Vanderpump to allow him that night to to um DJ and then it brought in a lot of business. So then yeah, that's and amazing. He called someone like he ma- like made fun of an employee, um Katie, and um she got him fired she demanded yeah. him to be fired but it's crazy because they all make fun of people and they're also mean. All and they were so mean to lala back in the day and they were mean to me like so it was just crazy to me that um she got him fired because i'm like girl like we yeah. all deal with people yeah. like that you know and are you still friends with any of them yeah i'm really close with tom and ariana they're mm. like my family and um ariana's brother jeremy and i are really close and then i still hang out with james and raquel mm. i still hang out with sheena sometimes um but yeah i'm i don't go out anymore mm. i'm literally like work mode producing content producing shows and i'm preparing to be a mom so i just feel like oh my God, i go, actually go, go. was wondering oh because we were talking about how you were adopting yeah mm-hmm. <gasps> what's the status well i just started the process it's such a process and honestly like um you have to i want to adopt from the city of um los angeles because mm-hmm. there's so many babies that are uh up for adoption and that are in foster care mm-hmm. So there's a process, though, to get approved to adopt. Um, you have to go through all these courses and classes. You have to learn CPR. Like, they really Why make... don't people do that before you have a fucking child out of your vagina? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. That's For ridiculous. Sure. People need to be tested before they have kids like that. That's crazy. Yeah, that you guys so are really amazing. But a lot of, a lot of uh, kids that are available, their parents, you know, got into drugs. Mm. And that's part of my family story sure. is my parents, uh, well, my dad and my brother and other people... And my family all started doing meth. And a lot of the babies in L.A. that are in foster care are addicted to meth when they're born. Wait, I know we have to do your current fixation, but I really want to talk about your childhood. Because yeah. you have <laughs> Okay, yeah, so let's pause. So let's do your current fixation first. Yeah, do your current first, fixation we'll real fast. And then we'll go oh, my God. Them. What is my current fixation? Um, okay. I've Actually, I looked at this tea and I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have been buying these this new tea it's like i'm all about collagen yes mm-hmm. but it's we really are hard to get plant-based collagen you're right so i found a couple things and republic of tea has this really dope blueberry lavender tea mm-hmm. and i do like yes. five tea bags i boil like filtered water and i make an iced tea and i bring it around with me all day and they also have a blackberry sage that I'm obsessed with. I don't know. I'm always an iced tea girl. Like you will always see me with an iced tea. My friends joke about it, but 
Does it give you a caffeinated rush or not really? There is caffeine in the in the two that I'm drinking right now, mm-hmm. which I don't mind because it also helps curb my appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I can get some kind of antioxidants and some kind of collagen in my everyday tea, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Mm, I love yeah. that. Love that. That's a good tip because yeah, uh, collagen. I always forget that collagen is like beef or even um, fish. fish. Because yeah. we had the Kalumi girls on, and theirs yeah, is fish. Uh, fish. There's fish. Collagen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's. I, I just recently bought um, Alicia Silverstone. She oh, has. Yeah. Uh, she's vegan. Love her, and she has. She teamed up with a company and has um, an organic uh, vitamin line. Okay. And there's a really good vegan collagen. Oh, interesting. One that I've been taking. Yeah, that's good to know. Okay. I take the bulletproof. That's no, no, not. I don't take the no. That's definitely not. Yeah, it's both. Uh, that's definitely not plant based. Yeah, I know. I put it in my <laughs> yeah. co- I have a smoothie every morning. Yeah. No, it's hard to find plant based collagen for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I really want to talk about your childhood because um, I listened to you in a few podcasts and I've heard about your upbringing, but I want you to kind of tell you know our listeners and our sisters how you grew up and how that sort of influenced you today. Um. Well, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, and um. My town was just, I'm working on this TED Talk that I'm doing, and I didn't... Okay, girl. I know. Nice. (laughs) Nice little drop there. Well, I'm doing so much research, and we recently found out, like, I've always kind of known my town, my my hometown was racist, but we found out that it was, my hometown where I was born and raised was one of the largest gatherings of the KKK back in the day. Oh, shit. So it just was a really, really toxic environment to grow up. And if you are black or if you're different or if you're trans, gay, whatever, anything, if you're not like a white heterosexual man, like you just, it was difficult for you. Even the women, how they were treated. I noticed as a child how women were just, you know, mishandled and treated kind of like it was the 50s or something. Um, And then, you know, learning that... I was born in the wrong body was difficult because my parents were uneducated. They dropped out of school, I think in eighth or ninth grade. My mom had me when she was 17, but she was pregnant with me when the whole entire time she was 16 and no one had a word for trans. No one had a word for transgender. My doctor, my parents were on government assistance. My doctor was like 80 years old, didn't give a shit, you know, what was really going on as long as I had a heartbeat and I was cool. Um, and yeah, it, they just kind of misdiagnosed me. It was like, oh, your son's going to be gay. Mm. So when I did get to a certain age and I was attracted to boys, I, you know, was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm gay because that's what everyone's telling me. That's what the doctor said. And I lived in this um, gay relationship for a couple of years. And even he had issues with me being so feminine because my parents really, really struggled with me being feminine. And I had a brother who was a, a year younger than me. And he would always be like, oh, everyone's talking about Billy, saying that he shaves his legs. So my dad would get drunk and make me strip naked and show that I didn't shave my legs. I had to prove to them all the time that I was still a boy. And um, it just got to a certain point where I didn't even want to eat dinner with my own family. And it like kind of I sunk into like a depression and I just started drinking and using drugs at an early age. Um And yeah, I was just a hot mess as a teenager and I honestly shouldn't even have graduated high school, but because I was different and I was being bullied so bad, they let me graduate and they let me graduate early, even though I didn't have all the credits, which 
and then I was like, hell yeah, this is dope. I'm out of here. But at the same time, my, my education really suffered because I was so different and I was being treated so badly. And, and instead of really protecting me, they just wanted me to get out of there. But I did have amazing teachers who saw that I was this child suffering and they kind of took me under their wing and would have me over at their house all the time and have me stay all night. And they made sure that because I missed almost two years of grade school because I was um, bullied so bad and I had childhood depression and OCD. And so these teachers were like, "Okay, you can't keep on missing this much school. Like we're going to pull you out of this class, put you back in our class and hold you back a year just so we can get you here back at school. So I had angels. Yeah, that's really, really really special. So at what point did you realize that you were transgender or that you wanted to transition to become a woman? Was there or the first time you heard the word? transgender? Yeah, because Mm -hmm. it seems like people you were saying people were telling me I'm gay. So that must be what it is. Yeah, I always tell my sister, my sister, Co and I, we actually she's from a town next to mine, a bigger city. And we met. And I think when we were 16 or 17, anyway, we both transitioned together, literally oh, wow. got our surgeries, had our surgeries in um, Thailand together. Oh, um, is that then, common? No. Oh, oh. Just, I mean, to have surgery in Thailand. Yeah, is that's, common. What, that's what I meant. Yeah. But to do it like <laughs> with, with a sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that um, people sh- go to Thailand for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, you know, people come Beverly Hills is known for their boob job or right. like LA. Well, Thailand's known for their vaginas. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. Okay. Nice, pretty, tight vaginas. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then not as expensive as, yeah. as doing it here in America. Oh, but yeah. But like literally five-star treatment. We stayed in a spa and a resort and healed for a month. Like it was incredible. Oh, my God. But um, yeah, so my sister and I, we always said, you know what? We've always were transitioning and like being very feminine and expressing our feminine energy, but we didn't have a word for it. So I guess the answer to your question is honestly, we didn't really know that we were trans until we moved to Los Angeles. And I was drunk at the bar. I think it was Fiesta Cantina on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, those two for one. Um, And some guy was like, honey, I was like, he was asking me questions and he said he was psychic and we just like totally connected. And he's like, honey, you're trans and I was like what and it was just like and I don't even know if it was the first time I ever heard the word but it was the first time a light bulb went off and I was like you had already you had already transitioned no I didn't oh you didn't okay 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 got it got it got it so I started transitioning in um my very late teens or early 20s um when I moved to Los Angeles okay and when he said that I was like oh my god and then it was that you know that little idea that kept on growing into something that was really just um, you know, like when you like like someone, the best way I can describe it is like when you like someone and then you start thinking about them a lot and then you get butterflies and then you like almost can't go to sleep because you're like thinking about them so much. That's how I thought about becoming a woman. Oh. I fell in love. I just got the chills. <laughs> I fell in love with me again. Like mm-hmm. I fell in love with like the whole, my whole life, everything started making sense. And I just was like having so many aha moments and so from that point, w- how long then was it until you actually transitioned and were taking the steps and the surgeries and all the proper well, procedures? Well, the thing is, you think, oh, you know, I'm going to take some hormones and go away for the summer and come back to this beautiful right. woman. <laughs> it's like, no, sweetie. <laughs> it takes years. It takes a lot of money. It's really expensive. And a lot of insurance companies are now taking on some of the responsibility, which is amazing because this is like, you know, this very serious thing and it definitely deals with mental health but 
I didn't have that. I only had friends. I had amazing connections and friends that helped me. Um, but yeah, I would say I started hormones at like very like maybe 20, 21. And then I probably didn't have my sexual reassignment surgery for like six or seven years after. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. So what did the hormones do for you? The hormones really shifted a lot of the body fat. It shifts, it makes, softens your muscles, it softens your skin. Um, a lot of people would say like, oh my God, are you, you look like you're pregnant. Like you just like have that glow about you. And, um, but I was also a hormonal mess. I would cry all the time. I'm already a double water sign, very sensitive. I cry almost every day. So to add on hormones, and it's like you're going through puberty again at a different age like an older age and I just was and your boobs are growing it's just it's such an awkward time so I'm just imagining this what was dating like at that point because your body is kind of women but you still have a penis Mm -hmm. and you're attracted to men and so can you only date gay men at that point (laughs) yeah well um I didn't really date much at that point got it I did get to a certain point probably after a couple years of the hormones where I was you know, fully um, presenting as woman, mm-hmm. but still had my penis and didn't have a boob job yet. And men, straight men, there are a lot of straight men that are out there that are attracted to women with penises. I've heard about it it's, on Amy Schumer. Remember yes. Amy Schumer? Also in Euphoria. Yeah. It's really big. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like such a thing. Um, and a lot of girls who, my trans sisters who do sex work, they actually make more money when they have their penis and then when you do have the surgery you're more likely less likely to make money and men will leave you is that like a fetish here's the thing is that like fetishizing or no i mean yeah there are men that just strictly it's like they're a fetish you know they hit on you and all of a sudden they're talking about what's between your legs okay sweet hold up did you want to get my last name what kind of coffee i like like what's (laughs) happening here so um those guys, you know, we call them chasers. They do literally just chase women to either play with like their um, private area or just to hook up with them. But there are people out there who, um, you know, identify as heterosexual and date trans women who are pre-op mm-hmm. um, and are open and cool with it. And it's not necessarily a fetish. It's got it. Cause here's yeah. the thing. There are plenty of men out there who are trans attracted. We mm-hmm. call it trans attracted. They're just not admitting it because it's still such a stigmatized. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, it comes with shame because of society and, and um, yeah, it's a thing. And I have found too, that it's almost more because people are like, Oh, now that you have a vagina, like I bet you, you know, it's so easy for you to date. And it's like, look, I may present as a cis woman, but at the end of the day, I can't have children and my vagina is super tight and it takes a minute for him to get really deep up in there. So there's things about me that you definitely know that I'm trans and that bothers some men. And, and I don't know, it's like, I talk about this with my trans sisters. Like I almost feel like it's a little weird because 
I date guys who aren't trans attracted because they don't think that I'm trans and I have a vagina. But then when they find out I'm trans, they're freaked out. And it's like, that's not my cup of tea, even though nothing has changed. And then, but then the guys who are trans attracted are not really attracted to me because I, I have a vagina. So So it's almost like you're put in even like a smaller pool pool with dating. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, At what point do you tell the person that you're dating? Like, will you sleep sleep with someone without telling them? (laughs) I used to. I I live stealth, which means you are um, you present as cis and you don't tell anyone. And I when I owned my restaurant, I um, I dated half half of the community (laughs) like. I dated a few guys in my neighborhood. Oh my god! Because they would come in and yeah. like ask me out all the time. So, um, and I've I've really like I've dated a couple and I fell in love with one of them and didn't tell him. And then, um, he told me some scary things, like that he sat next to a trans woman on the bus and like he oh, wanted shit. to punch her. Ugh. And here god. I am, like trans, yeah, sleeping with this guy and him not knowing. Wait, this leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I. I'm like afraid to offend you, but I know this is not. That's not the point. Yeah. Can he not tell the difference between your uh, like a vagina? Some guys that was, can't. Okay. Some guys cannot versus tell. Versus like my vagina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got some it. guys cannot. So tell. what did you do? I would be like, Are you fucking stupid? Like I had this one guy who would come like to my house. He would go down on me for hours, and like we probably was dating off and on for a good six months. This is not the guy that I fell in love with. But when I told him, cause I did come out and tell everyone and he was devastated and just in shock. And I'm like, wait, what you were down you were on me down there yeah. all the time. Like daylight, like, like <laughs> you could inspect that shit you were yes. up in there i mean but i did have a good surgeon that's why i went to thailand because yeah. i wanted to have a really nice pretty vagina but <laughs> here's the thing though i realized i really the guy that i fell in love with and he found out that i was trans the same guy who was like i wanted to hit the girl on the bus who was trans because he was just like didn't understand he was so grossed out by it when i heard that i was like oh my god i have to tell him but i can't tell him right now because i'm scared but I eventually did tell him and he was like, I will never look at you the same. And here's what I tell people all the time. The reason why we do not tell trans or we do not tell about our trans experience is because when you feel like a woman and you present yourself and you, you are. feel you are a woman. Yeah. And for me, when a guy looks at me and he falls in love with me and he's like all about my body and who I am, I don't want to tell him that anything else I don't want to tell them anything different than what I'm presenting because for me it's like as soon as they know it's like the Cinderella story midnight is struck and then it's like you literally they look at you completely different well, they find everything that's masculine about you yeah. they look for it yeah and then they're just turned off and then they're like I don't you know a lot of them would be like I will never look at you the same and I found myself on my kitchen floor devastated crying all the time and I'm like why am I doing this to myself and at the same time, I um, just really didn't like who I was. Like, I really didn't like the fact that I was hiding things from people. And I felt like I was being a liar. And I don't know, I just felt really bad about it. And I've had people, including my therapist, who were like, you're a girl. Like, everything's female on your ID. Everything's female checked on your body. You don't have to go around telling anyone anything. But I really did feel like I 
did have to be honest with them. And I think that's important, especially when you're starting any relationship. It's like him having kids and not telling me about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, like, hold on. What? Well, but it's a thing of like, it's part of you. Like I'm bipolar. And if I was in the dating realm right now, like I would probably tell the guy after, like if we were really seeing each other and if it was maybe going to turn into a relationship, like, Hey, this is who I am. And this is a part of my story. But I don't have to say that on the first date. So why should you have to say something like that on the first date? Yeah. And I agree. I don't think it should be on the first date. I don't think it needs to be on the first, second, third or fourth date. Yeah. But I think when you're starting to have feelings for someone and you're falling for them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you hang out with them a lot and you're creating a relationship mm-hmm. with them. I think it's smart to have that conversation at the beginning because just so they know all of you, not, not, right. not to judge you, but just so they know what, what or you've been through. You but know? here's the thing. A lot of times, as soon as you tell someone, they're like, Oh, I can't do this. Ugh. And I get this all the time. Guys hit me up. Guys see me in the grocery store. They always be wanting my number and we'll be texting and I'll just straight up tell them like, like if you don't look at my Instagram or if you, you know, I'm trans and they're like, they don't ghost They ghost. Ah, and such dicks. Yeah. It's just, it's really like frustrating. challenging. It's okay, frustrating. I have an anatomy question. So I hope this is, does not sound ignorant. Do you have like a clit? Like, can you come mm-hmm. from... The same G spots. Yeah. Wow. I have an amazing clip. Wow. Oh I bet. Great awesome. Someone told me, which I debunked in my head without even looking it up, that because I just don't think it's true, but you can tell me that someone said that if you transition, you might lose the chance at orgasming, which I think sounds ridiculous. Is that true? That's not true. Yeah, maybe like forty years ago, but okay. Okay. these days it's really. Honestly, okay, I've yes. heard horror stories in America with people's surgeries Mm. that's why i went to thailand i mean who wants to heal in a foreign country no one wants to go to a foreign country and have surgery at least i didn't but i did because i everyone that i interviewed and everyone that i like saw online and the reviews and the images that he had were just amazing and, you know, I am Jazz. This is show on TLC. It's one of my trans sisters, Jazz. Um, she recently went through sexual reassignment surgery, and she went to a trans doctor here in America. And the girl's having issues, and I just feel so bad for her. She's had, I think, three or four surgeries now. And, like, the doctors are fighting back and forth of what they should do. And I'm just like, you know what? This is not cute. No, that's terrible. It's this not is like cute. a body. This is like, no, and you I'm sorry, but I, doing this. I, I've heard so many stories of people that have gone to that same doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, I've had issues peeing. Like I don't pee correctly. And I'm like, Oh no, that doesn't sound no, good. No no, 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 no. I have a weird question, which you might not be able to answer because you didn't do this. But when you go from a vagina to a penis, like when you go from a penis to a vagina, you're, you're subtracting things. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you go from a vagina to a penis, you're adding things. So where does the addition come from? Skin graphing. What is that? What is that? Like, Explain that. They take it from the inner thigh or their oh, arm. Oh, okay. Wow. They take skin and nerves. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's really intense. And oh it's usually God. multiple surgeries for trans men. Wow. How do you yeah. feel about the current media landscape when it comes to transgender? Because I, Mads and I have always been an LGBTQ alley, but uh, transgender is something that I did not know about until, I don't know, when it first started popping up in the media. And it didn't take me too long to grasp my head around it it was mm-hmm. like oh okay that person is was born a boy but they think it's a girl they he thinks she's whatever <laughs> let let her be a girl like what right. do i care but for a lot of people it, it took a little bit to wrap their heads around it how do you feel the media has portrayed the whole entire thing and what would you do better 
Um, I mean, you know what? I think that we are evolving. I think the media is like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I find people are being held accountable, especially if they say something really negative. But I mean, we need to go back further. Like when before um, the white people took over in America, before the white people settled and stole the land, there was two spirit, beautiful two spirit trans people everywhere wow. yeah and a lot of ancient cultures even in india it's it, they're known like they're trans people in india this ancient they would be more likely to handle a child with care because they had both genders like there's just so many special things about the trans experience and we are you know we have these people these white people who come in steal the land and tell us what we think that we need to believe mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's so bad. It's a lot of unlearning. It feels like, yeah, it, yeah, that transgender has been like vilified. Like it's this, it's this unhuman thing, but it's, it, it I love that the more magical side of it that, and this, this history that you guys yeah. have, that's incredible. A question I have is, so when you say you're transgender, if you are a woman, like you fully transitioned, do you still identify as a transgendered person or you just you're a woman you just say i'm i identify as a trans woman because trans woman okay yeah i used to when i first transitioned and when i was living stealth my mission was just to be accepted by society sure and i had all these surgeries to to try to pass as cis and blend in and um and not just be rejected mm. by society. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm so in love with my trans experience. Mm. And I know that how being trans, it really saved me in a lot of ways, got me out of my hometown away from drugs. Um, you know, it just, a lot of the struggles that I went through as a trans person, I am now so grateful for. Mm. So I wear it as like a badge of honor. I am a trans woman. And I think it's really cool because we're all here having this human experience right now. And how cool is it that I get to have this human experience and I've lived both male and female. I know, it's so rad. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's really, really dope. And the trans experience is really magical. And I think people when they, and Hollywood's starting to realize that. Mm. Hollywood's really like with Pose and all these other shows and movies coming out and a lot of my trans sisters and brothers who are acting are like literally blowing up and it's because Hollywood directors, writers, producers, they're really starting to see how magical and beautiful the trans experience is and um, you know we're really here to make things beautiful and magical and um, no one's here to like even with this brainwashing of like trans people especially in the south they tried passing all these bathroom laws and I would go and protest and I would see that these right wing Republicans would throw these parties and they would have free hot dogs free American flags and country singers and in between each country singer they would have someone come up on stage and they would say over and over those trans people are going to kill and murder your children. They're going to come in and rape and murder your wife and children. It was literally oh brainwashing God. in front of me. There were no facts proven. There, were no, there was no incidents proving that's any of this. I mean, this to, is fascism. This no, is but Nazis. That's what, that's what they used to say about the gay community. They said yeah. if, you could, exactly. if you could allow a gay man into a man restaurant, is he going to sexually assault the men in, in the, not the restaurant, in the restroom, in the restroom? Right. Okay, look, these white people, these white cis men, heterosexual men in the South, they know what they're doing. They always target 
the most vulnerable people in society, which is your children and your women. And they say, oh, they're going to be attacked by this person. They did it with the black men. They did it with gay men. And now they're doing it with trans people. And it's how they win with trying to divide. Mm -hmm. And I would go and protest. And I would just, because I was having this passing privilege of cis, I would literally go on the other side and just observe. And it was just blowing my mind. And so it goes back to the media. These people are literally being brainwashed. And it goes all the way to when the white people first came over to America. I mean, look how they treated women back in the day. I mean, they're still trying to take women's rights away. We're still dealing with that. So it's as much as Hollywood is stepping up, um, you know, we still have a lot of room to grow. I mean, even with Hollywood, with women directors, where mm. we lack in all of that. Um, yeah. What was the moment? Can you describe the moment where you felt, and I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth on how you felt, but when you first identified, not feeling maybe I'm a woman, but when you first stood there and said, I'm a woman. Do you remember that moment or w- did it gradually happen or what was that experience like and how did that feel in your body? Mm-hmm. I think I was really stoned one day and I... <laughs> <laughs> As and it all starts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was walking past a mirror and I like had it got a glimpse of me of myself and I was like, oh my God, like that's me. Like it all just kind of like really synced in. And then also another moment in front of a mirror is when I was having sex and I was on top of the guy and like I looked down and it's like the body that I always imagined, the curves, the vagina on top of this man. And I saw myself in the mirror and I was just so grateful, Mm. like just feeling so overwhelmed with gratitude and gratitude is really important for me. It's something that always pulls me out of the darkness. That's how that's we're huge gratitude expressors over here. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, whores. Yeah. I usually say we're gratitude whores. <laughs> I love that. Um, but something I do want to touch on because you're such a ag- ag- activist, I was going to say advocate, but activist. Um, do you find that it is like maybe sometimes burdensome or grueling to keep, to to be like defined by this one thing or do you as you said it's a badge of honor it's something you celebrate it's part of who you are but like is sometimes it's like hey I'm not just this experience like I am a multifaceted human being and I'm not just defined and pigeonholed by this one aspect of my life or do you or are you like oh this has influenced everything I do and who I am Mm -hmm. and that's great as well I mean both when I date and a guy's like, oh, I can't do, you know, a trans woman. I'm like, that's not everything about me. Sure, yeah. That's like one small aspect yeah. of me. Like, what the fuck? And like, my yeah. vagina is tighter than all the other girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are Shit, I'm going to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. I've had a guy, like, have sex with me, and he's like, it's like slowly unwrapping a present. Oh, damn. Because it's, you know, it's a mission to get in there. Yeah. But <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> I love it. You were going to say something? I was going to say, because I've heard you talk about this before, you came from a very specific upbringing where there wasn't maybe the best circumstances as far as drugs and all that stuff Mm -hmm. goes and you were severely bullied. You have completely come out of that on the other end as a confident human being that loves herself, which for people who didn't even go through that past is such a big accomplishment. 
what do you accredit that to your self-awareness, your mental health, your self-confidence? Like how did that, because you could have easily gone the other way, you know? Yeah. Well, first of all, I fall in love with myself all the time, but I also (laughs) fall out of love with myself. No, but I love that first part so much. Yeah, because I do. I fall in love with myself, but there are times in situations like working at Sir and being around all these crazy ass mean people (laughs) who are territorial, like I fell out of love with myself and I just didn't like who I was becoming. And you have these moments where you end up finding yourself depressed and you're like, why am I here? What did I, why did I say yes to this? What am I doing? Why am I trying to be friends with these people? Like, and why is it affecting me so bad? And like when you find out that it's really affecting you or you're really depressed and then you start having suicidal thoughts, that's when it's like, okay, mama needs to pull out the gratitude journal. She needs to make some tough decisions and shift where she's going in life. And, um, and then I started falling back in love with myself, but it's, it's like we have that, you know, like even dating, let's say you're dating a guy and, or you're married for 10 years. I've been in long-term relationships where I'm so obsessed. Like I'm in love with the hair on his arm. Like it's everything. But then there are times where I'm like, please don't look at me. I'm just so not in love with you right now. Like it's like with life, it's a wave and we fall in love with people. We fall out of love with people. But I truly believe if you're committed to a relationship, you'll fall back in love with that person. You just have to work through it. Same goes for yourself. And I even say with my friends who are like, oh, I'm just like not feeling my husband anymore. Okay, pull out the gratitude journal. Y'all need to start texting each other what you're grateful for every single day. Because there are so many times where I'm, I see a family and I'm like, oh my God, they're married. They have kids. They have a house. They have a career. But there's all these things that they're not really focusing on. And for me, I would be so grateful for those things, like to have a family. Because it's the one thing that I really, really want. Yeah. Um, um, I want to be mindful of your time. So I want to ask one last question mm-hmm. from a... I have like the chills everywhere. I know. Scout is like obsessed. We love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you've been like inc- so incredibly gracious. And this is such an important discussion to be had. But um, I do want to ask uh, more from like a policy standpoint. Is there something that we can vote on or some sort of advocacy <clears throat> that we can be a part of in order to help transgendered people be feel more comfortable and have rights? Like, is there something specifically yeah. at least even this year? Well, honestly, you know what I tell people all the time is if you have the opportunity to, because here's the thing is as trans people, we are becoming more visible, but visibility doesn't bring resources. Not always. And so the thing that we need in our community is resources, and that's saying yes to housing and saying yes to job opportunities. The reason why that I even accepted Sir and accepted being in front of the cameras and took that job is because I thought, wow, okay, this is a great step forward showing that trans people are worthy of a job and that you should hire them. I mean, even though it ended up being like a hot mess, I was really grateful, and I still am really grateful for the experience because it did put another trans person in someone's home through their TV. And I really do believe, and I tell everyone this, like if you have the opportunity to hire someone through a job through, or if maybe your husband might have the opportunity of hiring someone, um, just be open to hiring someone trans. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable when we hire someone who we may not understand, like if we, the pronouns. And I always say, if you're uncomfortable with pronouns, if you don't know what to really what to say, you can introduce yourself and say, hey, I'm Billy. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. That automatically puts it out there, like yeah. asking basically what is your pronouns or having an invitation to, to answering the pronouns. Um, but yeah, resource, we need jobs. And 
if we have opportunities, then we're less likely to be homeless and we're less likely to do drugs and um, have to deal with street work. Um, and then housing. Yeah, housing is really important. You know, like landlords, people out there who are managed apartment buildings and properties, when you see a trans person and you do feel a little uncomfortable, it's just like every relationship, it's like every situation we all feel uncomfortable at first in situations, but it's getting past that uncomfortable feeling. And then you really do make change happen. Um, so yeah, I would just, I always recommend that. And that's really what I speak for. And, you know, I think, um, I don't even want to get into the whole toxic masculinity thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. thing. You'll come back. Yeah, I'll <laughs> come back. I'm sorry that I can't be super long. Oh I my wish God, I, don't worry. I was d- literally in the middle of glam. Cause I I, <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I was just staying in my PJs. Yeah. Like I literally work out and do yoga and that's and cook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at me. You're, 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 you're like so schlumpy. I'm pretty sure this shirt is oh. see-through, but we're good. We're good. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for doing this. This was, this was so and amazing. You're, you're also just, you're so open to letting people, you know, ask questions. And if mm-hmm. people are curious about these things, like I'm sure it's, not annoying, but I'm sure sometimes you're like, I can't speak for all transgender people. Or like we kind of, whenever we ask a transgender person, like, what uh, you know the more universal questions but you are just so gracious yeah. with answering and being very patient and i mean i've seen that throughout your whole career so mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch we Thank love you, you. Love you. Yeah, i really appreciate you giving me the platform and of course. this is important you know for us to be visible and to tell our story yeah absolutely yeah. tell everyone where they can follow you you can follow me at It's Me Billy Lee. And then my blog is It's Me Billy Lee, uh, dot com. And then I also recently just teamed up with Giggle, uh, which is this really cool new app. And it's for girls, all girls, including trans girls. And um, yeah, I'm like just encouraging women out there to join. It's really dope support group. There's no hate allowed. And um, they also have little cute chat rooms and they even have chat rooms to help trans girls going through the transition so oh it's God, just we have to sign up incredible. yeah giggle you say giggle, giggle yeah okay. and it's, um on instagram is at join giggle okay um but yeah i'm like they're um i just teamed up with them so it's just lots of exciting things happening i love yeah, it we love it mm-hmm. and you can find us at okay Sis podcast thanks sisters yay